This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even know how to joke, Dave! <laughs> Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Andrew. That's me. What would be the most on-brand sponsor we could possibly have for Saints Happy Hour? Uh, Jack Daniels. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, not Booze Bourbon. We got we got booze in the pipeline, but we have a sponsor. We are sponsored. People always ask me uh, for advice on the podcast. Usually, it's like what team to bet on. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, you're betting. Remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They have good reviews online. Their mobile site is easy. Look, I wouldn't recommend any service. Look, I'm I'm a semi-degenerate gambler. That's why I'm urging you to make your bets with mybookie.com. They win. You win, they pay. That's what matters. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business for your fantasy guys out there. You can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now. My bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Dollar for dollar, Andrew. And use the promo code HAPPY to activate the offer. You visit my visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code Happy when you're creating your account to claim up to a thousand dollars in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. It's easy. It's beautiful. All right. Uh, so it's a thousand bucks if you enter the promo code Happy. You, you get like a thousand points to play. Like, nice. Get, like so, it's a, it's a, it's a good it's a good gambling site. I've I've used it in the past. That's why they reached out to me. You know, they're like, "Hey, you gamble? We're a gambling site." And I'm like, "Hey, it sounds like fun." So, uh, so look, the Saints won thirty six to seven. Um, people made fun of me in my column today because I said Marcus Davenport. He's probably a little bit of Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, Ricky Jackson, Sam Mills, and a unicorn mixing one. I saw half a sack, Andrew, and I saw an open field tackle. I think it's clear to say 11 sacks. I mean, is that not ridiculous? 
for Davenport in his rookie season? Yeah, I mean, I, I see, I see, like Javon Curse the freak. I mean, why can't he be awesome? It's in August. Why year? can't Why can't I dream big? Oh, I was thinking sixteen and a half. <laughs> Y'all done lost your minds. <laughs> Is it possible to uh, get into the Hall of Fame after your rookie season? Uh, maybe. I mean, if he I had, mean, like, if, if he breaks Strahan's record, he probably could, right? Yeah. I mean, Gail okay. Sayers only had like four good years and he got in the Hall of Fame. But seriously, for people that don't, don't aren't a patron, you should be a patron. You pay a dollar. You would have got the post game show that me and Andrew did. Uh, but give me what you thought of him. You had a good explanation of, of why he you felt really good about his performance Saturday. Well, uh, well you might have to remind me, but I, I think – the main takeaway for me, you know, we talked about this. We just wanted to see him flash. We know he's going to be rusty. We know he's mispracticed, so we know he's not going to maybe deliver on technique and he's going to look a little rusty. But what we wanted to see was freak athleticism. And for him to kind of lose his containment and still make the tackle on a receiver on an end around, that was nuts. He gets the half sack. He showed some athleticism. He showed ability to get up the field. And so, you know, the freakish athleticism, I mean, that's why he was drafted in the first round. So I feel like at least we kind of got the eye candy. We got the understanding of why he is valued so highly by the Saints. And now from here on out, we know he's capable. Now it's just about putting together consistency, staying healthy, and um, developing. So, Dave, when you're watching this defense, this defense, the run defense was pretty fucking terrible the first couple <laughs> series. Yeah. Were you yep. – how concerned – do you just, like, wash that away or did you see something you're like, uh, I don't really like that? Uh, yeah, I kind of washed it away. I mean, you know, you're definitely right. It was terrible. They got gashed. Um, this is this is early on the game. We're talking about the first teamers here, but um, tape eaters on on Twitter were telling me it's run fits. It wasn't physical. It was run fits and things of that nature. I'm just I'm yeah. I mean I'm just really not worried about. It. I don't think that that automatically means that uh, uh, you know they're 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 going to go back to the days of like 2000. <laughs> Rob Ryan 12, looking confused yeah, and sad on the sideline. 14 or whatever. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully, well, I mean, next week, game four preseason, I mean, none of the starters are going to play. So we're not even really going to see if Forget they can the get starters, it man. I would say, Andrew, Thursday, man, like the top 40 aren't playing, right? Like, it better not be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you see a dude that you are surprised is playing, I would think that's really bad for his chances of making the roster. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah if you're if you're playing on thursday night then you're in deep shit basically <laughs> <laughs> i mean like if you see cam meredith out there in the second quarter you'd be like oh man they might just set five million dollars on fire yep. um <laughs> so well i didn't i didn't i didn't get to do whatever the post game podcast that you guys did after the game i mean my one big takeaway well, hold on you didn't get to you can. You can join us. We're the 12 oh, no, minutes have... of drunkenness. Oh, we can no, plug no. you in. I have no interest in doing that. 
Okay, well, if um, you don't have interest, then it's not that you weren't allowed. Let's yeah. rephrase here. Yeah, yeah, it's like, Dave, Dave, you weren't texting me trying to get dialed in. Anytime, uh, Dave, anytime you want to join in. Well, I didn't even, right well, in. I mean, if if I wanted to do it, I wouldn't have known that it was, that y'all were even doing it, but I didn't want to do it, so don't worry about it. But anyway. <laughs> um, Controversy. So, um, I, I mean, the, the big takeaway, I think the great thing about the game uh, against the Chargers is, you know, just how good, how, how deep the team looks, how good the second team guys are, the third team guys are. Uh, you know, the Chargers head coach, you know, he said, uh, you know, he said they're, they're, they got outplayed. They definitely got outplayed. They are, our second guy around, second team guys and third team guys were just played better than their guys. And, I mean, that's, that's absolutely what you want to see in preseason uh, because once the season starts, as you get into – November, yep. December, you're going to have injuries. You're going to need guys to step up. The, the teams that, that play well all the entire year and into the playoffs are the teams that have uh, good depth, the teams where there's not such a huge drop-off between the starter and the next guy up. Uh, I mean, that's definitely what you need, and I think that that's, this, that's what the Saints have. You know, the, the first team, they didn't look that great, but, but we all know that uh, after two you know, the first half of week one, you know, they'll they'll iron it all out and they'll, they'll get going. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Jacksonville last year had f- great injury luck, and I think they had like all 11 starters start f- at least 15 games. But, Andrew, 2009 Saints, they're awesome. They won the trophy. We know that. But that team didn't have good injury luck, and that team weathered a shit ton of injuries. I mean, they, they were signing Mike McKenzie and McAllister off the street, playing them against New England on Monday night. Bushrod started at tackle the whole year. Uh, Brown got, you know, he had the groin, right? He was, he was one of the first people to get the mesh and, and, and be out for the year. Right. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So like, how does this, how does this roster compare to 2009? You think? Man, that's a good question. I think it's, Hmm. Uh, That's a tough question. I mean, you know, in some Spots, I still think it misses the star power. I mean, you talk about Vilma and how just damn good he was at middle linebacker that year. You know, Will Smith was kind of playing at maybe a level a tad bit lower than Cam Jordan, but pretty close. Um, and then, you know, obviously Darren Sharper was arguably the at the halfway point, he was arguably the defensive player of the year. So, you know. Lattimore is a good player, you know. Could Lattimore for nine, nine, ten games play at defensive MVP level? Sure, it's possible. Um, but you know, I think it's, I think they're maybe deeper, um, but they have less explosive playmakers. I mean, that team had Devery, it had um, Reggie Bush, it had Meacham. You know, I, I don't know that they have as many home run threats offensively on this team. Yeah, I mean. Dave, if the interesting thing I thought is when I was watching the game uh, with Taysom Hill, you know, me and Andrew were talking, and people during on Twitter in the game were like, "Oh my God, why did the Saints use a fake punt, which was a cool play with Taysom Hill? Like, why do you use that during the preseason? Why do you waste that? That's the good stuff, right?" And I thought about it, and then I was like, "You know what? I think Sean Payton did it." Because he's keeping all three quarterbacks, and he wants NFL teams to see that and think to themselves, 
if Taysom Hill is on a punt team that the Saints are punting and it's fourth and less than three and it's past the Saints' 40-yard line, weird shit's coming with the giant Mormon quarterback. Uh, so what do you think of my theory that definitely they're keeping all three quarterbacks? I think they are keeping all three quarterbacks. Um, you know, the, the quarterback play in, in that game from both Savage and Hill was, was very good, I thought. Um, uh, and obviously, I'm, I'm <laughs> you can play the hype train. You can play the train sound because, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 he's fun to watch. I mean, he's just plain old fun to watch. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna get rid of either of them. Andrew, they cook up some weird shit on punts with him, like fakes and whatnot. Correct? Oh yeah. I mean, I could even see a scenario where he switches places with Morstead. Morstead's the up back, and he takes it out of the shotgun, and then he punts it. You know, like oh. a punt deception thing, uh, oh, like what? they sometimes do in college football. Oh. You know, or like a backup quarterback will take a snap and he makes it look like he'll let the receivers even run routes for a second to see if someone gets open. And if not, he'll just punt it. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, there's all sorts of gadget stuff they could run. They're probably not going to do that. I was half kidding. But, um, no, but if you know, he's freak, an athlete but... and he can make plays with the ball in his hand. He, it's weird. It's like a video game, you know, with the guy that has like 99 speed. that He just looks faster than everyone else on the field when he has yeah. the ball and it just scares it, it the thing is it just scares the shit out of teams and maybe they play their regular defense a bunch or they don't set up a, a return as good as they can because they're like what are the saints going to do with the giant mormon quarterback um yeah. so it's really interesting the thing is though like and dave i'll start with you but i want you to chime in, chime in too andrew tom savage is he looking kind of mccownish where like you wouldn't want him playing for like a long stretch of games, but if he played for a week or two, it might possibly not be a disaster. I, I think he's certainly serviceable. I mean, you know, he, he's he's got actual regular season NFL game experience. He's won he's won a game before as a starter. Yeah, one or, one mean, or two. He yeah. looks he's, so he's much not, better. He's not that green. Uh, I mean, he's not the best. His I think he's. I don't. I, he may have reached his ceiling already. You know. I mean. I don't know if there's really much more that you're going to get out of him. But uh, you know. I think it was Eric Asher was. You know. Calls him Mr. Checkdown. Um, he, he's just. He, you know. He, he's the guy that you want your daughter to date. You know. He's just a safe. <laughs> uh, you know. Reliable. Uh, he, that you know. Just guy he's not well, here's flashy the here's the thing uh, though he's no taste on hill certainly but um he can get the job done i mean i don't know if he's going to be able to go out there and win games but i, I think he probably could could not lose them <laughs> i think the thing is though andrew you know people you know asher calls him mr checkdown or whatever but like when i watched him with the, with the texans he didn't check down to nobody he held the ball for six seconds and got sacked so like the the the, <laughs> the, the faster whatever he does with the Saints reading or get rid of the ball, like, that's something new. He did not do that with the Texans. Yeah, he's taken a couple sacks. Um, I remember there's that one fumble near the goal line, which is bad. But in general, I mean, globally over the, the three games that I've watched him, he's running through his progressions, the ball's coming out. And, you know, I think a lot of guys would call Drew Brees Mr. Checkdown. 
You know, I think if you look at Breeze, a lot of times he makes his progressions and, and after three seconds, boom, the ball is in the running back's hands. Breeze throws the ball to the running backs a lot. Um, so, but, you know, I, when the play's there, he makes the throw. And so I have no problem with the quarterback that checks down. If the ball's coming out, he's not taking a sack. He's not taking unnecessary risk. To me, that's what a good pro quarterback does. I think that's what all the good quarterbacks do in the NFL. That's absolutely right. You put the yeah. ball in your playmaker's hands, and, and if the play's not there, you take the safe outlet. Yeah, well, I remember, I, I remember last year, I think it was Underhill, he did an awesome thing. He had noticed on film, you know, that the Saints, you know, they, they always make sure on all their route trees, on all their passing plays, you know, there's always a guy, whether it's a running back or a tight end or whatever, but there's always a guy who's just kind of right there over the middle um, who's available. Um, they like to set up like that, like a triangle, you know, so there's always two people, you know, one person in one corner, one person in the other corner, and then one person right there over the middle. Um, they, they run different routes, you know, they call different plays and run different routes to get there. Uh, or they do it on different sides of the field, but it's always there. So Drew knows, uh, you know, he's going to have these specific uh, throwing lanes uh, there for him. And he just has to find the right one. So, you know, I think it's, it's obviously designed that way. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, and by the way, Nick is teasing. He he's charted every fucking pass play that Drew Brees has ever done, and he's charting for his like season preview. He says that he did something even more ridiculous and spent more time on than charting every Drew Brees pass that he's ever thrown for the Saints. So I don't even, I can't even fathom what that is. Um, but Andrew, I fear that we are going to have to pour one out for Kikaha that he's not making this roster. Is that? And, why, yeah. do you, why, do you, why do you fear that, though? You shouldn't fear that. That's good. That means... I like you know, Kikaha. He could have been fun. He had better guys. I know yeah, they got better not, guys, but I like Kikaha. Thing. Yeah, it's not a rational thing. It's I just like Kikaha. Like, I wanted him to be awesome. Why? 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 What is he? I mean, just did, man. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes you can't explain it. You just like a guy you want him to succeed. I, I, mean, like, I thought not it outspoken. would have been fun to have the crazy-haired Hawaiian, like, making sats. He's not outspoken. He's like never really said anything outrageous, or or his personality has never really come through via the media. Uh, he's never done anything amazing on the field. I like his hair, right? Why okay, are you yeah. judging our love, Dave? Why are you judging our love? I'm not judging it. I just want the listeners to. I'm trying to pinpoint it, and I think we have. I think we've pinpointed it that you, you just like Kikaha because he's got long, girly hair. Maybe. No, I mean, I, I think part of it, too, was that, like, <laughs> he wasn't fast. You know, he, he kind of had, like, the Fred Bolitnikoff thing going. Like, he, he's not fast. He doesn't have great strength. He doesn't look good in practice. But, like, you know, especially his rookie season early, like, the first eight games of his rookie year, like, he was just making plays left and right. And he was just one of those guys that just felt – you just felt like somehow he gets it done. Like, he has a nose for the football. And – I don't know. I So then I just started rooting for him. I kind of felt like he was a guy that was not supposed to be that good, but somehow making plays. And I don't know. To me, he was always fun. I'm going to miss Kikaha. Yeah, I'm going to miss him. Here's the thing, Dave. If this roster, we talked about how good it is. And look, you make a rational point. Look, it's good that they're – you know, we said it last year when they cut Daryl Tapp. We were like, 
oh, that's good that they got rid of Daryl Tapp because he's 100 years old, and they're like, our defensive line is good enough that we have younger players that we feel better about. And even though Daryl Tapp is going to get claimed, maybe we're getting rid of him. So it was a good sign, and it's a good thing. But here's the thing, Dave, with this roster. At tight end, do you think the Saints would do a trade like player for player or draft it? Because I look at tight end, and I'm like, Ooh, Ben Watson and nothing else. Because playoff Josh Hill, you can't use that till January. Well, I, I, they have seemed to, they seem plenty happy with Josh Hill. I mean, he's been on this team for how many years now? Uh, whatever Josh Hill does, you know, he does Josh Hill things. And uh, I, I, they, they seem to Josh value that. Things. And I mean, I and and also, I mean, as long as Ben Watson, every, everything I ever hear about, I've ever heard about Ben Watson since he's been back to the Saints is how he looks like he's still 25 years old. He's totally in shape. He hasn't lost a step. He's still in sync with Drew Brees. I mean, I have heard nothing. Uh, Zach Streif positive- gushed about him. Uh, yeah, which you people should listen to because it's amazing and only a thousand of you will listen to it and that breaks my heart so download it if you haven't listened to it I, 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 um, I have heard only positive things about Ben Watson so I, I am uh, honestly I'm expecting big, I'm expecting a thousand yard season from him wow what, what? <laughs> that is what maybe not a thousand that maybe, sounds maybe. like a that you know sounds what? like I'll, a I'll say I'll say <laughs> I'll say 800 <laughs> I mean, we gotta play that. That's I mean, eight hundred yards for Ben. That's whoo. Do the crazy pills soundbite. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Right, mark, mark, mark this time. You, mark, this, mark this episode uh, and the time. And uh, and we'll come back to this. Mark it down. Play the play the. Put it on the board. If we had a board of like predictions, um, Stu can put me on his uh, his list. Is Stu even a member of Canal Street Chronicles still? Anymore, I, don't I don't even know. know. We'll we'll yeah, do predictions and and fun bets next week for season win totals and whatnot. But we'll we'll put that on the board. Um, Andrew, like if the Saints. We're going to make a move for tight end. And I'm not saying they're going to get somebody good. And I'm not saying they're going to give a high draft pick away. But if they were going to package a player and get a quality backup tight end, who would be a player on the roster that you think they could get that for? And you don't even have to name the tight end that the Saints would get. You just have to name the player that they would trade for that tight end. I mean, I think Kika has in play. Um, you know, if somebody needed a pass rusher, um, I would say maybe. I mean, I don't know if they would be willing to trade one of their linebackers, like Craig Robertson. You know, he's been a starter. He's played pretty well. He's cheap. Um, I don't think they want to get rid of him, but you know, if they can get a decent tight end for Craig Robertson, I think they'd think about it. Yeah, I don't. Thing is though, I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, you. The thing is though, you'd need like a. You'd need like a Saints twenty. When did the Saints? When did the Saints trade? It was what was it? Twenty thirteen. They traded for Harrelson. 
Paris Harrelson, yeah. They yeah, you a would need round pick for him, yeah. You, yeah, you would need like a team that was like kind of deep at tight end and was like decimated at linebacker. Well, they've traded for David Thomas and who, man? So I mean, Sean, Sean Payton has a history of doing this. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, I don't know. Does how many tight ends does New England have? Do they have? Because that's that's who the Saints like to do business with. I have that's to true. look at the look at the Patriot <laughs> depth chart. You think I'm kidding? But I nah, mean, I don't think you're kidding. I don't think you're kidding. So let's look at uh, another guy who was a, a training camp darling last year, Dave Muhammad. I think he's like eh. on the bubble. He's on the bubble. Yeah. Is there any? Is you know, Andrew? We we talked today. Uh, or our text, well, we instead of actual doing actual work like Dave and running a t-shirt empire. Uh, by the way, donate twelve dollars a month for a couple for a couple of months, you get a sweet sweet t-shirt. Dave, he ordered them today. Do that. Uh, but Andrew, you were talking about the the difficulty of Rick Leonard with the Saints because yes, he explain explain the difficulty of him. Well, he's kind of the player on this roster that stresses me out the most. Um, when it comes to cutting down to 53, because I just feel like he's a six, seven tackle that was drafted pretty high and teams are desperate for tackles. So like, like there, there's no way they're getting him on the practice squad. If they cut him, he'll be claimed and he's gone. So I just, and, and I don't really, I mean, he, he, he can't play. Like I don't want him playing in games because he's, not good yet. You know, he's really raw and it's going to take time with him. So you could give him the medical red shirt, you know, and pretend like he had an injury, but then he's not practicing. And I don't think that does him or the saints any good either. So I kind of feel like he has to make the roster, but then you really need another tackle. So do you keep German Bushrod too? And you know, then you're, you've got three tackles on the team or sorry, two backup tackles on the team. And it starts to get a little crowded on the offensive line, and you probably have to cut Cameron Tom, uh, maybe Larubius. So I don't know, man. Rick Leonard stresses me out. I just feel like you can't win with him because if you cut him, he's gone, and you're not going to put him on the practice squad. So I, I feel like he's one of those guys that you're just going to have to keep on the roster all year and never play, kind of like Muhammad last year. Dave, who's a guy on the roster that you – think about that might get cut are you worried about getting cut that it will break your heart like when Kikaha gets cut me and Andrew is there anybody on the roster like that for you wait say that again is there anybody is on the there roster anybody on the work? roster that oh, if they got cut it would break your heart like you would just be like oh I'm so uh, sad Mark Ingram <laughs> well he's not gonna get cut I mean come on let's let's be realistic I mean I was thinking about him but um but you think about him every day. Uh, at night. Um, not, uh, not really. See, I, see, I, anybody I like, uh, you know, I, I like because they've done something good on the field, not because of a physical trait they may have, like the length of their hair. <laughs> um, He's just banging that's on not, us tonight, That's Andrew. not true. You like... love Anzalone, and he, he has long hair. Anzalone, Anzalone. Um, honestly, he yeah, he might be one that I would be upset. I mean, just because he's <laughs> he's 
he, he's the one that if he got cut, I might be upset, you know, only because he's, you know, representing us Italians out there. I, I really hope he's Italian. I worked hard on that sound afraid, effect, too. <laughs> I'm afraid to look it up. I'm afraid he's like Portuguese or something and <laughs> not, not really, not really Italian. He mean, we'll see. I, here's a here's the thing though with with uh, with the roster, right? Is this like they're cut? Like Andrew, they're going to cut three, four NFL ready dudes. Yeah. So I was actually doing the cut downs today just for fun, and I got down to sixty eight, no problem. You know, and then sixty eight to sixty six was kind of fine. And cutting the last 13 players was just awful. Like, I was just cutting a bunch of guys I didn't want to cut, like Kikaha and Tommy Lee Lewis and, you know, Garrett Griffin and George Johnson and Mitchell Lowen um, and uh, who are some other guys, uh, Stu Parr. You know, there's just a bunch of guys like that, Arthur Mallett. Like, I was just cutting a bunch of guys where I'm like, I really don't want to cut this guy. And, all right, well, I got to cut somebody, so he's gone. And, uh, you know, you get down to 53, but yeah, I mean, I would say by the end, like the last three cuts were just brutal. And I felt like, I mean, Cameron Tom was one of my last three cuts. Um, and I just felt like I was getting rid of players that, I mean, are definitely going to get claimed by someone else. And I would have liked to have seen on the Saints. Yeah. Uh, Dave, one of the people that's been sort of a star in the, the precinct is, is that, I, I'm going to butcher his name. Devereux Lawrence. Is that is that Devereux Lawrence? Devereux Lawrence. Uh, this dude, like, I think they got to keep him because I think they would people would stampede the waiver wire for him like ten year olds at Build a Bear in the mall. Uh, so, like, but Dave, do you think like not only is he going to make the roster? Is that dude, yeah, is that gonna is that going to is he going to like get quality playing time maybe like a rotation guy Devereaux yeah Devereaux that's a cool name by uh, the way uh, uh maybe a little bit but I don't think I don't think that much if he makes the team Andrew he's a lock I think no or yeah I think he's a lock there's, there's no way they can cut him after the preseason he's had. I mean, he's, he's doing it every week. So, you know, I, I think when guy, I mean, that's how um, Muhammad made the team last year. I just think you can't, you can't not have a guy like that on the team. I think he's tied for the lead in tackles with nine. Yeah. So, um, listen, before we get to questions and a couple more things, I just want to mention one more time, visit MyBookie today online. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code HAPPY when creating your account to claim $1,000 in free play. All right. So I asked people for Twitter questions and um, people responded, which was nice. Um, Let's see. uh, Saints... with, is this the NFL lock of the year, Andrew, if Tampa is under six oh, and a half week. of the lock of the year of the week, if the Saints are favored by less than six and a half against Tampa? That's from CP74. Hound that shit all day long. <laughs> and twice on Sunday. I, I would seriously consider like budgeting whatever you have for the season 
to place on your bets on, put it all on the first game of the season, Saints Rams. I'm uh, sorry, Saints uh, Bucks. And then when you win, and you basically double your earnings, then you can basically play on house money for the rest of the season. Yes, and because Andrew recommended this bet, you should become a patron and support the show. Uh, yeah, this is you're a, welcome. This that's free. That's free gambling advice. Yes, right free there. gambling. You're welcome. This is a question from Eric, who, by the way, he won the drawing to be on his own quick shot, uh, which is a monthly drawing if you donate $5. So congratulations, Eric. But this question is mean, Eric. Dave, you can answer this. How does our offense outlook chain change if Ben Watson misses time for natural causes? That's mean, Eric. How do we what out, outlook change? How does the offense change if Ben Watson oh, misses oh. time for nat- from natural well. causes? I mean, you are—you just heard—you heard my prediction earlier, so yeah, we know that that's not a concern. That's not happening. <laughs> uh, this is from Benjamin Andrew as fantasy. He's a Highlander. Dress. Benjamin Watson is this question. Uh, you ha- you, you have to—you have to cut off Benjamin Watson's head for him to die. He's a Highlander. <laughs> Forget he never die. Died. You just have to cut off his head for him to start the age. Yeah, that's um, right. This is from a question from Benjamin Andrew. It's fantasy draft time. Was it stupid to take both Kumara and Michael Thomas in my fantasy draft? Okay, first of all, let, let's end this right here. Not, it's not Kumara. You, you fucking put a goddamn U in his name, okay? <laughs> it's not Kumara. It's Kamara. Kamara? That's all close. Right. Kamara? Kumara. Yeah. Kumara. <laughs> I'm, I was watching Harold and Kumar, sorry. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how you pronounce it. <laughs> Harold and Kumara. <laughs> I'm that, so that terrible. And yet, and yet, they keep putting me on TV, which is a bad idea. I, I did a radio show. I won't name names, but I do a, a radio show, and this host would always call Jari Evans Jahari Evans. Jahari. And, and, and of course, uh, uh, what did he call Jarius Bird? He called him uh, Jarius. He always called Jarius Bird Jarius Bird, and I was just like, I hope you asked. My car, not to, not to was correct that my him. radio show? In Sh- was that my radio show in Shreveport, Andrew? Uh, your radio show in Shreveport. <laughs> you have a radio show? No, I don't. Uh, I hope you. I hope you asked Zach Streif when you had him on and asked him why he pronounces it the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did I you ask him that? Jaguars. 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 Yes. Yeah, I did. You asked him. Okay, good. Oh, you didn't ask him. We did not. So, so, but what about the question? Wait, what was the question? Was it dumb of him to take Kamara <laughs> and Thomas in my fantasy draft? No. I, first of all, I, I, I can't believe keep... he pulled it off. Yeah. For, yeah. How, just... how many people are in the league? Four? <laughs> I have, I, mean... um, I play in a 12-team keeper league, so every year we can keep one player. Uh, but you can only keep him one year. You can't keep him two years straight. So I had Kamara, so I kept Kamara. But then we did the drawing for the draft position, and so we do a snake draft. So if you if you have a keeper, you're keeping them with your first round pick, so you don't get a first round pick. So when in that situation, you want like the twelfth pick, because then that way your twelfth pick is who you kept, and then you get the first 13. pick in the second round. Yeah, you get right. the thirteenth pick. Uh, so the opposite happened. I got the second overall pick. So I, I didn't get to pick again until uh, 23, 23, and I took and I had to take Kamara with my second round pick, 
Um, but uh, so obviously having Camara. Wait, Camara was still there at twenty three. No, I he was my keeper, so I had to take him with my second overall pick. Oh, so who'd you take with your second round pick? Uh, Not Michael Thomas. No, I think McKinnon, uh, Jarek McKinnon. Okay. Oh my god. Well, if a pe- well, that thing is weird. It's a keeper league, so you don't know what's available. Uh, but no, Michael Tom- yeah, Michael Thomas was well, actually, it could have been an auction. He- it could have no, been an auction he- draft where he spends 55 on each. And just Yeah, no, his, I don't know. I budget. think Michael No, actually Michael Thomas probably wouldn't last through the second round, I would think in just about no. all leagues. I mean, in yeah. general, I think it's always a bad idea to get multiple guys from the same team, but you want to, you know, spread it out a little bit. But uh, I, I think those two will operate independent of each other and put up good numbers. Andrew, if the pay, if Bill Belichick called and offered the Saints a fourth-round pick for Cameron Meredith, would you do it? Yes. That's from Dylan. Yes. I would do it too. Absolutely. Yep. I mean – No brainer. If a team yeah, called – if a team called for Tyler Davison and offered you a fourth or a fifth round pick, would you do it? Dave, Dave, you can answer first. I I would not. We we need help on the defensive line more than we need help at receiver, I think. Sean Payton will will do something to make chicken salad out of chicken shit at wide receiver, but ain't nobody doing that on the defensive line. <laughs> Andrew Fourth yes, fifth no. This is uh, this is from from Hans. What are the chances Morstead talks Anzalone into the Saint Baldwick's Locks of Love donation this year? Eighty-three percent. Eighty-three. That's a good. That's a good question. Uh, ooh, this is a good question for you, Dave. If you could create a dream food or drink idea for the Dome concession stands, what would it be? Something that doesn't suck. <laughs> I mean, like, like I have to come up with something. No, like you could just, you could just say, I wish, I, the dir- "I wish the dome served this." It- oh, um, <laughs> there's a million and one things I could say. Um, I wish that Clancy's opened up a uh, some sort of uh, miniature version of their restaurant in the Superdome. Yeah, with the, what thirty-seven dollar entrees. I'd pay it, buddy. I would Hans, pay it. I want Bud's I boiler. Some... I want Bud's yeah, boiler in the good. Superdome. That's, that's a great idea. That 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 seems more more the more likely scenario between I your scenario. I would pay. I, I would I pay. I don't understand why you can't easily find red beans and rice in the dome. I I don't understand that. It's <laughs> Do like they have the it cheap, at all. It's the cheapest thing to make, and well, you can get jambalaya. The, that 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 Cajun. What, what that is jambalaya is horrendous. It's Zatarans. It's like out of a box, I think. It tastes just like Zatarain. I mean, the the dome concessions are pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, don't get me started on this shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, ever since nine eleven, it's 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 nay impossible to sneak food in. You know, in the eighties and nineties, when I went to the games, you could bring a giant purse and just sneak in whole boxes of Popeye's chicken or po' boys or whatever. Are you kidding me? Have you, you've gone through those, those metal detectors and been scanned by those people, those people working there 
could give a shit less what you have. Yeah, but you I can't. Mean, you you gotta I have the clear person now, though. And it's only it's only you can only have it like the size of an iPhone. So just wear some baggy cargo pants and shove some shit in those pockets. I mean, like, here's what I don't get. Like, I will go through those metal detectors, and the metal detector will go off, but nothing happens. They don't stop me. They just let me go. Or, or they'll even get out the wand, and they'll, and they'll wand, like, my pocket, and it'll, it'll go off around my pocket, and they'll be like, okay. And it's like, it's like they just wanted to know whether there was something metal in there. They don't want to know what it is. They just want to know if there's something metal in your pocket. Dave, Hopefully Al Qaeda is not listening to Dave's uh, tidbits. Yes, here. you're scaring me. You're you're making me nervous about going to Saints games now, Dave. Uh, Andrew, we forgot to do the people that couldn't make it at TSA. <laughs> I see no lies there, uh, Andrew. Um, we forgot to do Juge's judgments. Do you have a couple of them before we get out of here? Yes, I do. Um, so f- my first take is that IPAs in general are trash. And here's my theory that about here's my theory about IPAs. I believe that IPAs right now, by the way, IPAs are for people that really don't like beer, and so they're so undrinkable that non-beer drinkers aren't aren't going to really drink beers anyway. So they might as well drink something terrible so that they will nurse it and drink it really slow and they, you can only really drink two IPAs so at least they won't like slam like six or seven beers and be forced to drink that many because you know IPAs are considered cool to nurse so what a trash take I, I, I think people that love IPAs are really just people that hate beer and that are trying to pretend to be cool by wow. drinking beer wow hot garbage yep. wow. <laughs> Ralph you an IPA guy? No, I'm a I'm a bourbon with uh, cherry coke. But when I'm when cheap bourbon, beer. cherry coke, or fruity ass beer, I'm drinking a grapefruit German beer as we speak. Nice. What's Deagle Radler? I no, it's not a Radler. It's the I don't know. It's something with an S. I poured it in the mug. It's classy. It comes in those little thin orange, feminine cans. Yeah, that's I know. Yeah, I know what you're. It's that's a Radler's good too, though. All right, so that was my food and beverage take. Uh, my world, my Trash world, take. my world, my world view take is that uh, Europe is terrible. Um, I lived there. For, <laughs> I lived there for 13 years, and they're basically a decade behind the U.S. in anything technology involved, or um, just in general stuff. Uh, for example, uh, I recently went to Belgium to Brussels for a wedding. Uh, for my buddy and um he was kind enough to have his wedding in the summer at least where i didn't have to be in europe during football season because that would have been awful but uh clutch by your you friend know, half half the places we went that don't have ac it's like in the middle of the summer in august and there's no ac anywhere restaurants don't have ac and it's hot as balls it's like 95 degrees and like unless you're in the hotel, I was staying at a nice hotel like that had AC. Most stores, restaurants, buildings, residences, they don't have AC, and it was like that in Paris when I lived there. I just I don't understand why in Europe they decide not to have AC units. It's crazy, and they they didn't they they started the internet like 15 years after we did. 
Explain France that. Yeah, you were te- telling me about this. The the French, we oui, we. Oui. They had something that was like analog internet. They were like, we don't need your fancy internet. We have our own mm-hmm. internet. And they like Those didn't guys want are the to- worst. Those guys are the worst. They they had this thing called the Minitel, and it loaded like slower than dial-up, and it was yeah. Dial- the what was it? A fucking were- carrier pigeon? Jesus, slower the, than the, what's the, slower than dial-up? The the graphics were like analog, like. Can you picture like it? Remember the graphics on like the old Ataris? You know, there were single lines like across and breakout like, or frog. Yeah, and they would try to like design a shape by going analog. So like that that's what they had. It was called the Minitel in Paris. And I remember when the internet first came out and it exploded. They're like, no, no, we don't need the internet. We have the Minitel, you know. And they're just like, no, no, you don't understand, like. The internet I like French. Color. I like French juge. <laughs> yeah, like you don't understand. Like the uh, the internet has color, and you can go to like different websites and get news and do all these different cool things, and you can order stuff. No, no, we don't need. Uh, it's, it's good. Uh, we have Minitel. No, it's fine. No, no, your internet is shit. So that's what they would say to me. But um, anyway, obviously now they all use it. it. Took them ten years, but now you know, and and, and even like dial up to wi-fi you know or or ethernet like it, it took them 10 years later to do that so I, anyway i'm sorry i'm sorry monodula but europe is trash i'm 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 thinking of ways to have french juge comment on the saints during the year i'm, <laughs> I'm totally fascinated i'm gonna get it in the french well, we, we don't get uh british kevin anymore so i know I like, we need yeah, french yeah. juge yeah <laughs> so do you have any like a those are those are Juju's judgments for this week. Uh, no, I, I feel like I need to put a Saints one. Put a, put one Saints one in there. Yeah, you think? Jeez. Um, I'm gonna say that. Keep it somewhat relevant to this podcast. Jesus. The uh, people know what to expect. Toughest, here, Dave. The toughest call for me, as far as well, there's two guys I would say that are, that are the toughest cuts, keeper cuts, um, and to me that's German Bushrod. Um. I go back to a statement that Sean Payton made long ago uh, that was about Roman Harper. And he said, you know, we're going to find a role for him. I have too much respect for him to bring him through training camp and just to cut him before the season starts. And I, that's, I would be surprised if Payton cut Bursherod for the same reason, you know? I just feel like he was part of the Super Bowl – and similarly, I, I just feel like he has too much respect for that guy to string him along. Um, so I think Bushrod makes the team, but I don't know. We talked about this whole Rick Leonard thing, and you know, Josh Laribius is is a guy I think they need to keep. And Bushrod looked Clapp- kind of washed too. Like I mean, Bushrod, Bushrod's looked a little weak in these preseason games. So that's, that's a guy I'm on the fence about. And then the other guy's Austin Carr, like. I am at a loss with him. Like, I think he's either cut or he's catching five passes in week one. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's like, you can't be like cut or he's catching five for 60 and a touchdown and is a waiver yeah, yeah. wire guy. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he's not like making the team and not playing. He, he's either making the team and catching five balls for 60 yards and a touchdown against the Bucks, or he's cut. There's no in between with Gar. Wow. That's. That's a scorching hot take. Because, Um, I mean, I don't think – I mean, Meredith, like, it's possible they'll cut him, but I don't think they will. But I also don't really think he's going to have a role week one. 
And yeah. Ginn's been like sneaky terrible in preseason. So to me, it's not out of the question that until Ginn and Meredith kind of get their, I think they're going to make the team, but until they get their stuff together, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints come out first and 10, first play of the game, and the three receiver set is Thomas, Traquan, and Carr. Wow. Interesting. That's interesting. Um, I mean, you heard Sean Payton say it. He, he no, said the depth chart is in chalk right now. No, I mean, people, they don't they don't come to this podcast for Juju's judgments to be weak sauce. They come for the strong shit. They want the top shelf smoking hot takes. That's what they want. And you delivered. So uh, that wraps up the show. Uh, I just, my what? Hey, here we go. Now, now, She's going bananas. Way to sneak it in there right at the end. I the thought Astros. she was laughing because the podcast was over and she doesn't have to listen to this garbage anymore. <laughs> she's, no, she's watching the Astros. They're playing the A's in a huge series. Um, so look, she's excited she doesn't have to listen to a guy drinking IPA anymore. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no, but so, I'm gonna have more than two IPAs, so, but, and I'm gonna drink them really quickly too. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, so listen, people. You can you can go to our site. Go to Podbean, or you can find us on Patreon, Saints Happy Hour, support us. We have all kinds of cool stuff, magnets, t-shirts, uh, all kinds of school, cool stuff if you donate to the podcast, or you can just donate a dollar and listen to the fun extra stuff. So anyway, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Don't, do not drink IPAs. <laughs> Trash. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. 
This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today.